are live. Good to see everybody. Glad that you're on. Let's get to the facts tonight. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Happy post-Anthony Fauci era that began basically yesterday with his resignation. Of course, whoever they put in will be as bad or worse, but we might as well rejoice in the small victories while we can. Milk Bar, let's focus on Fauci for just a couple minutes. Milk Bar TV video. Fauci versus, most people have never heard of this, including me until recently, Fauci versus the Great Barrington Declaration. Play it for me. If we are not able to ask skeptical questions, to interrogate those who tell us Mm -hmm. that something is true. In order to impose the lockdown, they needed an illusion of consensus that the scientific community was in favor of lockdown. To be skeptical of those in authority. It's very dangerous, Chuck, because a lot of what you're seeing as attacks on me, quite frankly, are attacks on science. Then we're up for grabs. A couple of weeks ago, emails from the NIH were obtained through the Freedom of Information Act request. Dr. Fauci, in an email exchange with Dr. Collins, you conspire, and I quote here directly from the email, to create a quick and devastating published takedown of three prominent epidemiologists. This event has plunged us into a crisis. The issue was the Great Barrington Declaration. Great Barrington Declaration. What we proposed in the Great Barrington Declaration was actually just the old pandemic plan. Let's let's protect older people who are at high risk. Uh, we should stop disrupting the lives of, of people that are not actually uh, harmed too much by the disease, but are harmed by the policies. That the path we've chosen, this path of lockdown with an aim to suppress the virus to zero, cannot work and is causing catastrophic harm to large numbers of poor and vulnerable people worldwide. They created a plan. They started meeting with government officials in the fall of 2020. But here's an email from Francis Collins, the director of the NIH, to Tony Fauci, asking for a quick and devastating published takedown of the declaration and the three scientists. Instead of engaging them on the merits, you and Dr. Collins sought to smear them as fringe and take them down. And not in journals, in lay press. I mean, I felt the full brunt of a propaganda campaign almost immediately after we published it. If you look at the email that you responded to and hurried up and said, I can do it, I can do it, we got something in Wired no, magazine. No, no, no. Newspapers mischaracterized it in, all, in the, sa- the same way over and over and over again and sought to, to characterize me or the tens of thousands of other people that signed it. Oh, you deny, you deny, right. but the emails can tell really the truth. You're attacking no. not only Dr. Anthony Fauci, you're attacking science. In effect saying to all scientists, you must agree with me or else you're a fringe. They had to practice their skepticism and their education. Otherwise, we don't run the government. The government runs us. Okay, so you have Fauci versus the Great Barrington Declaration, which is basically a summation of the pandemic response led by Anthony Fauci and Deborah Burks, who just wrote a book and basically said that everything that she told the president was a lie, the six-foot rule, uh, that vaccines would stop transmission and infection, everything that she said was a lie. They're all backing down now because they're facing prison time, really for culpable negligence and the deaths and losses of jobs of hundreds of thousands of Americans. But Fauci versus the Great Barrington Declaration. The Great Barrington Declaration put out by Martin Koldorf, Sinatra, Sinatra, it's hard to say her name, Sinatra Gupta, Jay Batichera. That declaration was put out, and basically what it says was you have a 99.9%, really higher than that, 99.9% survival, post-infection survival virus, basically affecting the elderly and the, and the obese. Remember, 80, 80% of all COVID hospitalizations were people who were obese. And then the rest, of, and that's, that's including the elderly in, in, that, in that number. 
So, and again, right out of uh, Dr. J. Bhattacharya from Stanford, the Axe the Axe Force Lionitis study, also out of Stanford, showing that COVID had a 99.9 percent post-infection, 997 post-infection survival rate for those zero to 19, 99.98 survival rate from 19 to 50, 99.4 percent survival rate for people 50 to 70, and 95 percent survival rate for everybody over the age of 70, including those with massive amounts of comorbidities. So basically the Great Barrington Declaration was we need applied treatment you, using hydroxychloroquine, using zinc, using ivermectin, you, you know, using basically targeted care instead of mass lockdowns, having, having multiple responses, already proven responses to similar infectious diseases that have proven to work. Basically, every doctor that used ivermectin, almost statistically speaking, 100% of their patients survive. Remember, there is yet to be a proven case of anybody, of a juvenile die, dying of COVID-19. There's yet to, without comorbidities. Not one, but Anthony Fauci put out there. You put the first slide up for me, Nas, right there, just side by side. Here is, here is Francis Collins, and he was basically an ambassador to the evangelical community, to all of us, because he, like Scott Morrison, former prime minister of, of Australia, liked to say, you know what, here we are. We are ev- evangelical Christians, and the vaccine has been sent by God. The vaccine that has killed now, who knows how many hundreds and hundreds of thousands, if not millions, and not to mention other adverse effects. But that Francis Collins is sending this to Anthony Fauci. And what it says very simple, simply is, hey, Tony and Cliff, now this is, this is CC'd to Fauci. Notice it's sent to Fauci, Francis Collins to Fauci, but it's titled Tony and Cliff. This proposal from the three fringe epidemiologists, let's break this down line by line. Who are the, th- the three fringe epidemiologist that would be martin cordorf Koldorf from harvard that would be sinatra gupta from oxford jay batichera from stanford world-renowned epidemiologist whose advice has been sought after for decades in pandemic and epidemiological responses. But suddenly now they're fringe because they're going against the narrative. At this time, if you look at the date, this was pre-vaccine. Vaccines were coming out in about two months. So what they wanted was constant masking, Anthony Fauci's greatest hits. Remember what they were. You had, well, I'll use basically where we're at here. Here's his greatest hits to this point. That you have to stay six feet apart. That's just made up out of thin air that you have to lock down, lockdowns don't work, that you have to quarantine the healthy. He knew right away too, remember how he was having everybody wipe down surfaces with alcohol gel? He knew, he knew immediately that this was an airborne virus that could not be transferred from surface to surface. And you had all of these churches shutting down their churches. They'd have a team come out in between services and spray down their chairs to prevent butt cheek to butt cheek transmission. This is what Anthony Fauci was putting out. In anything, remember he said, don't wear a mask. And then he said, okay, wear masks. And then he said, wear two masks. Remember that? So he, those, that was his response. And there wouldn't be, and, there, and they, what they were doing was greasing the skids for the vaccine response, which would be nothing else but the experimental gene therapies that they were about to uh, unleash upon the world via Moderna, AstraZeneca, and Pfizer. And they knew that. So they were getting everything in order so that there was no other 
I don't, it's not really a pandemic if it's 99.9% survival virus, but for ease of conversation, that's what we'll call it. So they were greasing the skids for their totalitarian WEF, leveraging you into a one world commerce system with a, with a singular access point agenda, leveraging everybody into that agenda. And anything that came, across, came against that agenda, that opposed that agenda, had to be shut down. So, so Francis Collins writes to Anthony Fauci, this proposal from the three fringe epidemiologists, two three of the most renowned epidemiologists on the planet up till October 8, 2020. And of course, all of them at some form or another were banned off of media and basically lost their credentialing in the medical community, which by me, for me now, every, I don't believe a doctor who hasn't been banned off of Twitter at least once. I don't, I don't believe a doctor that hasn't ban, been banned off of YouTube or Facebook once because they're the only ones telling the truth. So these three fringe epidemiologists what they do is label you remember what they always do is is project onto you that which they are so the fringe people are the ones calling other people fringe the ones calling you a systemic racist a white supremacist that's who they are when they call you a murderer because you wouldn't wear a mask or take a vaccine that doesn't stop transmission or infection they're the ones butchering the unborn to the tune of 41.2 million per year these three fringe epidemiologists who met with the secretary seems, seems to be getting a lot of attention. Can't have that. You cannot have credentialed people from Harvard, Oxford, and Stanford actually having an opposing opinion because that would go against the science. Let me, let me parallel these two things for you. If you question an election, that is democracy, but now that's, now that's, calling, now that's being called attacking democracy. If you are questioning what is being put out by the quote unquote medical or scientific community, that is science, but it's now called anti-science. It's because it's all, and you will have, and you will be labeled and you will be called names. That's all the plan is to get you into submission to keep your mouth shut for the overall antichrist plan of leveraging you into a one-world commerce system with a singular access point. That's what this has been about from day one. When all the churches closed, they were actually cooperating with the Antichrist. That's what, the, the, literally, that's what it's been about from day one. And even a co, now going on with the letter here, or the email, who met with the secretary seems to be getting a lot of attention. And even a co-signature from Nobel Prize winner Mike Levitt at Stanford so it's backed up. Their three opinions, Koldorf, Gupta, and, and, and Batichera, their opinion was actually backed up by Nobel Prize winner Mike Levitt at Stanford. There needs to be a quick and devastating published takedown. Do, do you see this? This is who all the Christians took their vaccines from. This is who all the conservatives took their vaccines from. This is, from, this, is, this is who all the Christians and all the conservatives took their medical advice from. Somebody who wants a devastating published takedown of the premises of three esteemed scientists, epidemiologists. And so he wants a devastating published takedowns of its premises. I don't see anything like that online yet. Is it underway? So get it done, Fauci. I want a devastating public takedown of these three esteemed 
epidemiologist. And here's Anthony Fauci's response. Francis, I am, pa- I am pasting in below a piece from the, wa- from the Wired, from Wired, that debunks this series, this theory, best Tony, and Francis puts excellent where we can't see it. So th- this, is, this is who was running the pandemic response. No other views were allowed. And these three doctors know way more about all of this than Anthony Fauci. If you talk to Scott Atlas, who was on Trump's uh, COVID response task force, brought in late, and you've heard me say this many times on the podcast, he talks about Deborah Burks and he talks about Anthony Fauci and how unprepared they were and they couldn't even pronounce medical terms correctly. Here's an anomaly video that you've got to see. Here is my favorite Fauci clip from his long career. Play it for me. Uh, but she's had the flu for 14 days. Should she get a flu shot? Well, no. If she got the flu for 14 days, she's as protected as anybody can be because the best vaccination is to get infected yourself. And so she if, she re- if she really has the flu, if she really has the flu, she definitely doesn't need a flu vaccine. Next, if she really has the flu. She right. should not get it again. No, she doesn't need it because the, it, it's, the be- it's the most potent vaccination is getting infected yourself. So this is a man who says that he follows the science. So what changed in the science between that video where he says, do not vaccinate somebody who has already caught a respiratory virus. Flu is different than COVID in that flu is different than a common cold. Coronaviruses are common colds. The flu is the flu. So they're, but they're both respiratory airborne viruses that are caught from one person to another via airborne contact. Somebody coughs in the air, you breathe it in. And it goes through your eyes, your nose, your mouth. That's how you catch it. So basically the same illness with almost the same symptoms. Anthony Fauci says, never vaccinate somebody. He didn't saw how emphatic he was. Never vaccinate somebody because the best, the best you know, protection that you can get, the best immunization that you can get against a respiratory virus is to go ahead and catch it. He even quote, he said the best vaccination that you can get against the respiratory virus is if you actually catch the respiratory virus. Now, so attacking it from this angle, he's a man, allegedly, he says that he is synonymous with science. What changed in the science? Absolutely nothing. Now, everything that he just said absolutely and cataclysmically opposes his entire vaccine narrative because he was pushing the vaccines on people who had already caught COVID and had, and had not caught COVID pushing it both and the problem is what's really devastating is if you the worst the the worst you can get of course is quadruple vaccinated vaccinated twice and double boosted and then take Paxlovid on top of it that's the worst thing you could possibly do the next worst thing you can possibly do is to have is to have already caught COVID and then take a vaccine because you already have an immuno response to COVID so you're basically already have an immunity against COVID. Now, what do these gene therapies, Moderna, Pfizer, and AstraZeneca vaccines, what do they cause? They cause what is called a hypoimmune response, which turns into antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome. It hyper uh, instigates, it, hyper, it makes your, it makes your uh, immune system go into hyperfunction. And if you already have an immune function already, you already have immunity, now you're causing it. Some, now somebody who, who was, hasn't already caught COVID, isn't already immune to COVID, they would just get the hyperimmune response from the vaccine. Now, if you already have it, if you, and you have, you've already had COVID, and you have the perfect immunity, now you're ruining it 
by com- by bringing in a hyper synthetic high, uh, immune response to your body that's on top of the immune response it already has so you're already you're already flooding the dam to begin with and now you're bringing in a hurricane on top of it it's the worst possible thing and of course anthony fauci advocated for it all here's more hypocrisy justin hart video play it for me nas do you regret particularly the last one, the shutdown, the sweeping shutdown that some yeah. said made things worse. No, I, I, I don't, uh, Neil. And in fact, I think we need to make sure that your listeners understand I didn't shut down anything. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. And the only way to do that is by draconian means of essentially shutting down a country. We know that we can do that if we shut down. Well, I think one of the things you really need to do to the extent that you can shut down Mm. temporarily Mm. the country, I think is important. Well, if I knew at the time that shutting down would have such a dramatic effect on controlling the spread, obviously we would have shut down earlier. There are those who say you shut down your destructive things by disrupting the economy. And others say, well, if you save so many infections by shutting down, why didn't you shut down two weeks earlier? But I don't regret saying that the only way we could have really stopped the explosion of infection was by essentially, um, I want to say shutting down. I mean, essentially having the physical separation and the kinds of recommendations that we've made. You've been a big fan of Cuomo and the shutdown in New York. You've lauded New York for their policy. New York had the highest death rate in the world. How could we possibly be jumping up and down and saying, oh, Governor Cuomo did a great job. He had the worst death rate in the world. No, you misconstrued that, Senator. So Fauci says, and actually the title on this from Justin Hart for this video is, does Anthony Fauci not realize that there's an internet? Now, my producer Aaron and his wife were sitting over here to my right, both in their 20s. And that's the first thing that Aaron said to me about this video, was does he not realize that there's an internet? So he goes on to Neil Cavuto and says, because Neil Cavuto's a libtard, he says, you know what? I never called for a lockdown. There are hundreds of videos of him calling for lockdowns. And remember, when you're dealing with Trump's at the time and then Biden's COVID task force, every recommendation was treated as a mandate or a dictate. So he did cause call, call for lockdowns. Lockdowns, of course, that do absolutely nothing but cause great harm. And I want to just throw this into the bloodstream early on in the podcast. This is, if you will look, all of, all of this COVID response, all of everything you're seeing from the globalist left causes a reduction in population. Even the lockdowns, you're like, well, no, a lockdown at least would, you know, it doesn't really cause any harm. You know, the suicide rate's through the roof. The obesity rate is through the roof. That lowers the Earth's population again. Even their alleged innocuism. They say, you know, the study came out about masks and how they, how they basically, a mask is a vector of, of bacteria and disease. And, these, and you're supposed to only wear a mask if you're a surgeon to keep your own, like my spit's flying out of my mouth right now, like you probably can't see it on camera, but it flies out everywhere. That's what it's supposed to stop is like sweat and, and, and spit flying out of a surgeon's mouth going into an open wound. That's what, it's all, that's, what a, that's what masks exclusively are for outside of full-blown biohazardous suits. 
So, I mean, every single thing that they told you to do actually lowers the Earth's population. Every single heavily mitigated country and state has COVID cases and deaths at record proportions right now. I'm not talking record proportions of 20, from 2022. I'm talking about they, are, they have more COVID deaths in Australia this year than 2021 and 2022 combined to date. That's absolute fact. More COVID deaths, not to mention excess deaths from SADS and other, you know, unnamed reasons to date so far. But it'll all come out. Lord, I pray you expose it all in Jesus' mighty name that even the mainstream media has to report it. We pray it again. Expose all the evil. Expose all the lies. Expose all the darkness about COVID, vaccines, climate change, and all of the people that right now are working for the Antichrist spirit, whether they know it or not, expose them all and expose it all in the bright light, we pray in Jesus' mighty name. On to Trump, Robbie Starbuck tweet. This is, this is a good way to launch into, of course, the Mar-a-Lago situation that we're in right now. Proof our government is rigged against any accountability for Democrats. Hunter Biden's laptop, no, no investigation there. Epstein's black book, the only person that's been arrested for Epstein's Black Book, where there's hundreds and hundreds of men, maybe women, but mainly men, that actually went over to Epstein Islands on the Lolita Express, which was Epstein's jet. Hundreds and hundreds of these men on this black on this in this black book that's in FBI custody. Who, who knows? They probably accidentally got dropped into a fire, like they say all the time. We accidentally deleted that. Luckily, it is an action. It is actually a hard copy, but who knows? But anyway, so the only person who's been arrested and charged, of course, is Ghislaine Maxwell, the person who is kind of the pseudo pimp. But you've got the actual perpetrators that you've seen absolutely no action on whatsoever. The men who had sex with unage girls, with underage girls, no charges at all, no investigation, none, no investigation. Very strange, isn't it? Because it would expose masses of people in the Democratic Party. If, how many of you believe right now, show of hands, how many of you believe right now that if they thought Republicans were on that list, it would be, be the biggest investigation to ever, it would be another Elliot Ness. It would be another Elliot Ness right now on, that, on Epstein's Black Book. Paul Pelosi's DUI body cam video, nothing. It's coming out now. Hillary Clinton's cell phone smashed, hammers, bleach bit, smashed to pieces. Ilan Omar, listen, let me, let me just make this clear for everybody. There is no doubt, zero doubt. The only reason why that, that there is doubt, so to speak, A, it's either because people haven't read the marriage certificate or they just don't want to see it. There is no doubt that Ilan Omar was married to her biological brother and used that to illegally immigrate him or her into this country. Facts, that's the truth. She was married to her brother. That she lied on her immigration paperwork. She committed felonies on her immigration pe- paperwork. And if we had an honest FBI, she would be deported. She is an illegal alien because of what she has done. So smash uh, Ilan Omar immigration, fraud marrying her brother, which is true. And we've yet to find the SCOTUS leaker. We've yet to find the 1-5 bomber, which by the way, it's just... if you. I'm, I'm going to get to it. I actually have all the paperwork for it. A deep dive into the one five RNC DNC bomber. All a complete FBI hoax where you have a bomb allegedly put in place 17 hours prior with a one hour egg timer. That's what's on this pipe bomb. 
that it let, you're, it's supposed to go off in 17 hours, but it has a one-hour-long egg timer on it? Oh, that, that, I'll just leave that at line one. There's, if you want to really get down and dirty on it, there's great, great detail. Dan Bongino, look it up. It's fantastic, but we will eventually get to it at some point. There's just too many things that keep happening every day. It's hard to get to it. All right, here we go. Cash Patel, Benny Johnson video. Cash Patel blows FBI raid wide open. Play for me. People say, look, he issued orders, a lot of orders, um, declassifying information before he left office. Do you know anything about this? As a former deputy director of national intelligence, I know how this system works. The president is the sole and universal arbiter and classification authority in the United States of America. If he says a document is declassified or a set of them, that is it. There is no written material required. That is a fiction being created by the fake news and the radical left. In October of 2020, President Trump put out for the world to see a sweeping declassification order, and he did it via social media. Every single Russiagate doc. Every single Hillary Gate doc, every one, those are his words. That is the precedent that the president of the United States is allowed to operate under. And then in December and January in the way out, I witnessed him declassify whole sets of documents. So it is not incumbent upon President Trump and his lawyers and, his, and, and, and he as a target of this investigation to show he in fact did declassify them. It's up to the government who has the burden of proof who are trying to deprive a man of his liberty to show that no such order was in fact given. They know they can't. So what happens? The fake news mafia comes in and says, oh, but there was no protocols followed. And Mark, you know, when they're arguing protocols and procedure, it's because they have lost the factual argument and the truth. And now they are trying to hide behind this magistrate judge who is going to supposedly play this game of redactions. We saw it in Russiagate. And when I was a deputy DNI, we lifted all those redactions from the Russiagate docs. And what do we see, Mark? Corruption. FBI and DOJ corruption and breaking of the law. That's the same game they're going to play here. And the fake news media is going to attempt to applaud them for their, for their farce in terms of cons uh, transparency. And we cannot allow them to do that. The president declassified documents. The government has failed to show that that did not occur. Procedure and protocol do not apply to the president of the United States when he is declassifying documents. And let me quick excerpt from the video. Remember this. This is key because you're hearing from the left side of the media. You're hearing from the globalist left wing that Trump had classified documents. I'm about to show you a Dan Bongino video, but this is from Bongino himself. Always remember what they're saying is that there are, there are documents that are classified. They're not saying, now I know this sounds like word salad. It's how I, I sound like Anthony Fauci, but there are documents that have a classified marking that are not classified. Here's the example from Bongino from his Secret Service days. Back in the day when he would be a Secret Service agent, they would have the route for the president for his motorcade. And th that route would be classified. Now, 30 seconds after the route is complete, it's no longer classified, but it's marked classified because the route is done. So Trump can have any myriad of documents down there that are marked classified that are no longer classified, but even none of that matters. None of that even matters because anything that Donald Trump waves the wand over and says this is no longer classified, it is no longer classified, period. And that's what he did publicly on social media, on mainstream media too, when he said in October of 2020, all Russiagate documents are now declassified. 
all Hillary great Hillary gate, the deletion of 30,000 subpoenaed emails, that entire investigation is now declassified. Both are now completely and totally declassified. They will say, well, it didn't go through declassification procedures. What, when Trump says they're declassified, according to the Constitution, then they are declassified, period. The, the sort of uh, bureaucratic procedures that have to occur so they can get released to the media, that's the deep state and the, and the swamps problem. That's their problem. That's the establishment's problem. That's not the Constitution. It really is very similar to Pharisaic and Sadducee law. You have what God's word says and then all the idiots that add religion on top of it. What God's word says is true. And then all the Christians add their version of love, compassion, and, and fake pleasantries on top of it. Let's see, the truth is the truth, period. Speaking of Bongino, here we go. This is a, uh, is it Mishka? Is that where I'm at? This is, this is the title of it, Mishka video. Records removed by President Trump are left to the sole discretion of the president. Here's the case law. Here's the precedent sent, set, set in place by an Obama judge. Play for me, Naz. They have real problems ahead. I want to read this to you. It's two short paragraphs from John Solomon's piece about the Bill Clinton case that is going to rock this whole thing and everyone's world in it. I, I hadn't heard of this case either. Judge Amy Berman Jackson, when Judicial Watch, Tom Fitton's group, sued for some tapes from Bill Clinton to get them, they note John Solomon that this is the judge in her decision. Okay? Judicial Watch, Tom Fitton's group, wants the tapes from Clinton swirled away in his sock drawer. Berman Jackson, yes, that one, wrote in March 2012, and this was never appealed, by the way, Quote, under the statutory scheme established by the Presidential Records Act, the decision to segregate personal materials from presidential records is made by the president during the president's term and in his sole discretion. Wait, keep that up. Wait, what? That's an official federal court decision that was never appealed? So the president during his term and at his sole discretion says this is personal i'm taking it and this is government he does that this case looking i'm getting little goosebumps here this case looking pretty ugly for them ain't it see how the narrative's falling apart it goes on here's more from amy berman jackson yes that amy berman jackson since the president is completely entrusted with the management and even the disposal of presidential records during his time in office it would be difficult for the court to conclude that Congress intended that he would have less authority to do what he pleases with what he considers to be his personal records, Judge Jackson added. Oh, wow. He says, wow. That sounds pretty dispositive to me, Joe. Sounds like they got big trouble. Yeah. Big trouble. Oh, man. Yeah, that don't, that don't look at folks. Please read this article. Send it to your liberal friends and watch them cry. It's in the newsletter today. So to sum up, whoops. So here's the thing. Amy Berman Jackson. Now remember, this was Tom Fitton was actually suing the Clintons for some cassette tapes, basically cassette tapes that were in Bill Clinton's sock drawer. So Judicial Watch was suing Amy Berman Jackson, liberal appointee, 
set the precedent for everything that's happening at Mar-a-Lago right now. And this was this happened, I believe, back in 2010. Somewhere in there, that's where this lawsuit took place. So she set the precedent. Everything in law is written statutes, and then how those statutes are interpreted, which is called precedent. So basically, Obama judge, Clinton judge, Amy Berman Jackson said, anything that a president deems is personal is personal. So how can they raid Mar-a-Lago? Can't. Anything a president deems is classified is classified. So how can they raid Mar-a-Lago? Can't. How does he do it? At his sole discretion and quote, he does what he pleases. So how in the world can they raid Mar-a-Lago? They can't. It was illegal. The Espionage Act put in place by Woodrow Wilson to arrest his political opponents, basically anybody who opposed, who opposed World War I, cannot, does not apply to a sitting president. It can't. It can't statutorily apply to a sitting president, period. That's just the way that it is. So the entire raid was completely and totally illegal. Benny Johnson video, bombshell documents prove White House behind. Remember, Joe Biden said, I, 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 I didn't know this was coming. And then Merrick Garland started off by saying he didn't know it was coming and then had to come out and do a public confessional that he spent three weeks pining and grasping and tribulating over, you know what, I, should I or should I not? Like some sort of bad Shakespearean play. Should I or should I not raid the home of a, first, of a president for the first time in American history? Should I or should I not? Well, it turns out that the Bidens were behind it from day one. Play it for me. And, and they lied to the American people about what they knew and when they knew it. Here with this big breaking news, he's the editor-in-chief at JustTheNews.com. John Solomon is with us, investigative reporter. This is a big story because they knew. They told us they didn't yeah. know anything, but the Biden White House knew. Yeah, not only did they knew, they were pushing the investigation. They gave the permission to the uh, National Archives to send the original boxes of documents that Donald Trump had sent back to the archives to the FBI. That launches the criminal investigation. They then give the archives the permission, Joe Biden's blessing, to waive the president's best legal defense by saying he can't claim executive privileges over this. The current president will not allow it to happen. All that occurs long before a grand jury drops a subpoena on uh, President Trump's lawyers in May and June, and long before the raid. The Biden White House is at the ignition point of this investigation, and it's ironic because if you remember back in 2019 and 2020, it was the Biden Democrats that were complaining about efforts to start an investigation of Hunter Biden. Now they're caught doing the same thing, trying to push an investigation of their political rival, the opposition leader of the party, likely to face him in 2024. All right, so you have this document in particular that actually proves your point. Tell us what's in the document. Yeah, this is a, uh, a letter from the acting National Archivist of America to President Trump's lawyer on around May 10th, and in it, it lays out the entire role of the Biden White House. The general counsel's office was involved. It authorized the release of documents to the FBI. That's what starts the criminal probe. It then uh, authorizes uh, uh, telling the Trump uh, attorneys they will not be able to use executive privilege and also telling the FBI, you can take these records without an executive privilege fight, go use them. So they not only uh, start the ignition point, they facilitate it by taking away one of the president's uh, potential defenses. Alan Dershowitz, other lawyers I talked to tonight, deeply concerned by the uh, Biden uh, White House's in 
involvement in this. They didn't have to be involved. The FBI could have gone to court, tried to compel this stuff. Instead, the FBI takes a shortcut, goes to the guy who might have to run against Donald Trump in 2024, and gets the records through the back door. You know, uh, I saw uh, our, our colleague Greg uh, Jarrett's column. They actually use yes. Garland's words against him that it's standard practice to use less intrusive means. And they also want to know in this filing, to, to, filing today, did the FBI lie to the magistrate? Did they omit exculpatory information? There, there's got to be at least 30 questions just based on those two observations in this filing today as well, right? Yeah, there's no doubt. Listen, there's so much we don't know. It's like March or April of 2017, Sean, when you and I were working on the Russia collusion story. We're going to learn a lot of facts, but tonight we have a new fact. So let's pull these two, two key facts out of that video. First of all, the White House gave the permission for the National Archives to turn Trump's documents. Remember, Trump was going back and forth with the archives for six, seven, eight months prior to all this, everything was fine. The FBI and the archives were at his house, said, it looks like everything's fine. Add some padlocks on and we're all good, we're all set. And then two weeks later, they come and cut off the padlocks that they ordered him to put on. That's how it is, because we are living in a third world banana republic with the FBI being nothing more than the brown shirt Gestapo for Joe Biden and the Democratic Party at, 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 the, at the hand of, of course, Merrick Garland. And the people that are running this investigation are not Florida FBI agents in Palm Beach County. They're the same agents that ran the Russia collusion hoax that are still actually. Yeah, there you go. Put that up there. This is where we're at right now. Take America, take 50% off your entire net worth. Banana Republic. That's what we are living in right now. Is that Joe Biden. So if you're rating your number, number first of all, if you're rating the, the former president's home, Banana Republic. If you are raiding the home of your number one political opponent, Banana Republic. And, it, and it's not just that. He's also being civilly sued, brought into court to release his records by Letitia James in New York, Banana Republic. Letitia James bought and paid for by George Soros, the state attorney for the state, for the state of New York. So the White House gives permission. The White House has said, they didn't know anything about this raid. They didn't know this raid was coming. Interesting, because they gave the National Archives the, the boxes of documents that were given over to the National Archives. You have to have the executive branch. You have to have the President of the United States sign off, which has never happened in the history of our country. Understand that. It's 2022. Country began in 1776. Never in the history of our country has a president ever taken documents from the, from the former president, the president prior to him, that are nationally archived sign, and signed them over to the FBI. Never happened before, ever in history. But that's what he did. And then he waived Trump's executive privilege. How do you waive the former president's executive privilege? You can't. So he'll lose at the Supreme Court level since we have a six, three, five, four sort of advantage in the Supreme Court. If we didn't, Trump would be criminally tried and we lose. That's how corrupt we are. And I don't mean we, because those of you who are watching this are mainly patriots, probably a few libtards that are watching. You just need to wake up, even though I just called you a libtard. You still need to wake up. Still, if you're still a libtard, even if it offends you to be called a libtard. So this is all happening for the first time in the history of our country right now. 
You can't waive a prior president's executive privilege. Well, I guess that's, you know what? Now, once we're in power, we can go raid Fauci. We'll go raid Obama. We'll go raid Biden. We'll go raid everybody. We'll just, you know what? There's, there's hundreds of thousands, millions of documents. Barack Obama's got 30 million documents that he took out of the White House that he, that he, that he said that he would digitize and release to the public. That was six years ago, and he hasn't digitized or released one of them yet. And the, the, lo and behold, the FBI's not raiding one of his three mansions. Remember, Mr. Climate Change, who has two beachfront mansions, one in Hawaii, one on Martha's Vineyard. I'm sure he'll buy another one sometime soon. Somehow, he came into office being worth about a million, and now he's worth like two, three hundred million dollars. Amazing how that works. But anyway, so a, a president, a current president, I guess once we're back in power, Trump wins in 2024, then we can waive all executive privilege on all other information from all prior presidents. Clinton, man, imagine what we can get out of that. Monica Lewinsky, he can, he can, go, he can go wave executive privilege on all the covering up that, that Obama did for Hillary, Obama did for himself, Obama did for Eric Holder. This is going to be great. This is the new president. Fine, let's all live with it. Let's all just kick back and enjoy it. All right, here we go. Speaking of Joe Biden, let's do a little Joe Biden section here. Florida research tweeters, here's some, here's some stats for you to ponder. Today, Joe Biden is at Roaboth Beach, probably with Hunter. It is his 94th day of vacation in 2022. How many of you have ever had a job like that? I'll look around the room here. Anybody ever had a job where you're eight months into the year and you've already had 94 days off of work? 94, the highest I ever got in my 25 years at the Sarasota County Sheriff's Office was three weeks per year. Three weeks per year. So basically 21 days a year. Joe Biden has already been off. We're only on, we are only on month eight. We're just coming to the close of month eight. And he's already been off of work 94 days. Biden has spent 229 days on vacation since taking on, wait, what's more? Oh, 229 total. So he's now been in office for what? Let's see, roughly 19 months-ish. And he's been off for almost, uh, three quarters of a year that's quite the job that he's got going there isn't it uh, now we know he's not really because if you're off for 229 days out of 18 months 19 months and 94 days in 2022 who on earth is running the country well ron Klain is susan rice and barack obama are running the country rona McDon mcdaniel tweet joe biden has not think about this the sitting president of the united states has not done an on-camera interview Today's the 23rd, right, Aaron? It's August 23rd. He has not done an interview since February 10th. How many months is that? February, March, April, May, June, July. That's a minimum of six months. More than six months. Basically, six months in a week, six months in two weeks. Six and a half months, right? Six and a half months. The President of the United States hasn't done an on-camera interview. And if you look at the glazed look on his face... And how he walks around, we know why, but let's just make sure that the world knows that we know why. And make sure everybody is liking and sharing this. We're always being suppressed. There's six, 700 people watching right now. Like and share, like and share, like and share. Facebook will probably not allow you to share it. Let me put this out here because I keep forgetting to say this on the podcast. I'm just not much of a commercial guy. I'm not doing a commercial. I'm just telling you, I can't friend you. They will not let me send out friend requests on Facebook. So friend Tom Lipley on Facebook, friend Foundation Church on Facebook, 
Share the videos as much as you can. Share right now, especially share it to people that don't agree with you. If you don't want that, if you don't want to be blamed for your opinions and your stances, let them blame and hate me. Enough people already blame and hate me anyway. I'm already homophobic, transphobic, misogynist, racist. I'm already all those things anyway. Let the heat come to me, but share, 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 share from Black Robe, share from Rumble, share from YouTube. We have to delete the video right after on YouTube because YouTube will go and find some little excerpt that they will call myths or disinformation and then ban us for life. That's why you don't see Foundation Church on YouTube because my church has been banned for life for vaccine misinformation, which by the way has now been publicly, I've now been publicly exonerated and everything that they said were misinformation, YouTube now has to agree with because the CDC now agrees with it, but I'm still banned for life. That's the way that it is. I don't, I mean, it doesn't matter anyway. We need to have a parallel economy. Make sure that you have an account on Truth. Make sure you have an account on Getter. I have all of them. You can find me on Getter. You can find me on Truth. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Gab, on Rumble. Make sure that you have all of these accounts. If you can, if you know somebody, I want to get on band.com video. I want to be on there too. Love that, uh, that site with Alex Jones. But anyway, share all that you can. Uh, where am I at? Breaking 9-11 tweet. Breaking, of course, U.S. to announce $3 billion, this is the Joe Biden section of the show, $3 billion uh, worth of arms, an arms package to Ukraine to mark Independence Day, six-month anniversary of Russian invasion. And by the way, Ukraine is getting crushed. Now, if we're going to continue to send, now this will, I believe, get us up to somewhere between 60 and $70 billion to defend the Ukrainian border from Russian attacks, Donald Trump asked for $8 billion for the wall. Eight. Now, we spent between $60, $70, 80000000000 billion on Ukraine so far. And by the way, I want me to throw this out to you. Zelensky, Voldemort Zelensky, World Economic Forum actor, being attacked by World Economic Forum actor Vladimir Putin, which is very strange, causing, of course, the world's fertilizer and food supply to be shrunk dramatically so that they can leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a single access point. Tom, why do you keep saying that? Because I am a Christian. The book of Revelation is not right-wing conspiracy to me. I am supposed to be the second Thessalonians chapter two, three through eight, restraining, not cooperator, not, not collaborator. That's why I bring it up over and over again, because that is the goal of all these people, whether they know it or not, that he causes all both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark of the name of the beast and the number of his name. Revelation 13, 16, and 17. That's what this is all about. Period. Nothing else. Now, there was never a time when it was about your health. COVID caving, spineless pastor whose wife rules your life. It's never has been about your health. Never, not one time, not for a day. Well, we waited, you know, to see what was happening. We don't see the harm in people wearing masks. You don't see, do you see the harm now? So here we are. So, oh, this is what I want to bring up. Not one European Union country, after Voldemort Zelensky has asked them, will send him any more money. They have refused. But yet here comes Joe Biden. Not one. Not, I mean, I know with, with, with Brexit that England is no longer part of the European Union. They're not sending Zelensky any money. Zelensky's about to be tossed out like the whore that he is out of the Democratic Party leftist globalist limousine after he's been used and abused. He's about to be tossed out right now. But yet, why is Joe Biden? Because nobody in the European Union will send them any money now. Strange, isn't it? 
course, they're both about to go through the coldest winter that they've ever gone through because they have uh, national uh, natural gas prices are going through the roof because they've shut down all their nuclear power plants and were completely and totally dependent on Russia's national gas, of which Trump warned them about at the UN and all of Germany laughed about. But yet now Germans are out there. You have old ladies out there chopping wood because there is no gas going to their houses. They're now recommending that you in Germany that you don't take showers. They recommend a, a, a dampened washcloth instead of a shower because of the because of the cost of heating up water. Facts. It's the truth. Pull it up. Google it right now. I'd love to say duck, duck, go it. But they decided to go communist. So I can't. So where's all this money going to? Where's it all going to? Now, CBS pulled this off as quick as they could, basically did a pseudo retraction. But because I've got the tech giant of the world, my producer, Aaron, who's like Davy Jones in the the scene from Pirates of the Caribbean. We got Davy Jones down there playing the organ everywhere. We got it. We take it. It's ours now, period. CBS tried to walk it back. CBS took it down, but we own it. We got it. It's on our server. So CBS actually did a cogent, coherent, actually journalistic piece just for a moment on where the money's going in Ukraine. Play for me, Naz. In the past two months, we've moved weapons and equipment to Ukraine at record speed. Drones, grenade launchers, machine guns. We're seeing this incredible historic flow of weapons coming into Ukraine. Do we have any sense as to where they're going? We don't know. There is really no information as to where they're going uh, at all. You know, all this stuff goes to the border and they're kind of like something happens. It kind of like you know, 30% maybe we just it's find this nation. 30%? Are you concerned about weapons getting in the wrong hands? I don't care at all whether that happens. What sort of a unit do you command? Can't say. Okay. You know, there are like power lords, uh, oligarchs, uh, political players. One of the biggest targets are convoys like this transporting weapons. Europeans had come to believe that that project of integration had effectively meant the banishment of armed force. All of a sudden, not far from the borders of the EU, was the most significant war since World War II. So there you go. So don't don't you worry now. All you know, everybody you know that was wanting to go fight for democracy, even though democracy. I mean. The Ukraine exists as a democracy if you define democracy as the Democratic Party defines democracy. So whenever the Democratic Party, uh, you know, accuses you of attacking a democracy because you question an election or whatever it is, attacking, uh, attacking democracy, remember what their version of democracy is, is disinformation governance boards, mass censorship, the mass killing of the unborn and no questioning of any election. That to them is, or vaccine mandates, vaccine passports, vaccine coercion, take the jab or lose your job or get kicked out of the military. So that's their version of democracy. If you attack that, you're somehow attacking democracy. That democracy, that, that definition of democracy applies perfectly 
to Voldemar Zelensky's definition of democracy. Voldemar Zelensky, who has, re- who has basically extinguished all opposition media, they have one television station that's allowed to exist, and that television station has to be pro-Zelensky. All opposition parties have been relegated to non-existence. They don't exist anymore. It's illegal to oppose Zelensky. So if you believe in the Democratic Party's version, definition of democracy, then the Ukraine is a democracy. If you, if you believe in the actual, well, until they change it, of course, Webster's Dictionary definition of democracy, an elected, elected representative democracy or republic, then Ukraine's nothing, nothing, there's nothing democratic about Ukraine. Not, not one thing. So all of those people are saying, we're going to go fight for democracy. Notice how they're not saying that anymore? Notice how they're not saying that it's a pandemic of the unvaxxed anymore? Because they can't. Because our prayers are being answered and all the darkness is being exposed. They can't even come out with a straight face and call it a pandemic of the unvaxxed because 90% in Canada, England, Australia, Israel, and the European Union, 90% of their hospitalizations and deaths from COVID-19 are fully vaccinated people, most of which are boosted. They can't come out and say it. Back to Ukraine. Well, here's the thing about Ukraine. Don't you worry for all of you defenders of democracy. 1% of all the 60, 70 billion dollars that we've sent over there, about 1% is getting to the soldier on the front lines. All the rest of it is going to the black market, being sold to Russian gangs, being sold to the Chinese, to the Iranians, and anybody else. That's what's happening as Voldemar Zelensky meets with Xi Jinping so he can sign up for the, for the Belt and Road Initiative. Funny how it all works out, isn't it? Yeah, but Xi Jinping and, and Vladimir Zelensky are all, yeah, right? You'd almost think that Voldemar Zelensky is actually allies with Vladimir Putin. No, oh, that, that couldn't be. Did you ever read about World War I? How everybody was related? All of the leaders who were allegedly fighting against themselves, they all lived and got richer. While millions of people died, Voldemar Zelensky's gained billions of dollars of personal asset wealth. And of, of course, Vladimir Putin, he's no angel either. Never, you know, you're pro-Putin. I'm not pro any of them. It's like the example that I always used. I wasn't pro-Iran and I wasn't pro-Iraq. I wasn't pro the mullahs in Iraq. And I wasn't pro, I wasn't pro the mullahs in Iran. And I, and I wasn't pro Saddam Hussein. They're both evil. Same thing here. But it's kind of funny, isn't it? And it's kind of funny how Voldemar Zelensky's broadcasts never get cut off. You're like, Tom, you said this before. I know, you just got to hear it. Isn't it weird how he's allowed to broadcast all around the globe where the Russians could easily cut it down? So you're saying, Tom, that it's, it's potentially possible that Zelensky, who is now reaching out to the Chinese Communist Party, just like Scott Morrison did for their Belt and Road Initiative, so that you receive billions of dollars to rebuild Ukraine, the very ally of Vladimir's, Vladimir Putin, so he would be allies with who Vladimir Putin is allies with. Tell me, tell, show me how that ever played out in World War II. Show me, show me how that ever played out in World War I or anywhere in history. It only plays out when people are actually allies. Very strange, isn't it? Weirdest war in history, really is. And it's weird how it pushes forward endlessly the leftist globalist agenda, which again, 
taking away giant swaths of food, giant swaths of fertilizer, which grows food out of the market, making people seek government solutions to government caused problems, leveraging you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point, which right now is a QR code on your phone, which will later transfer into being a mark on your right hand or on your forehead. Back to vaccines. Dr. Eli David tweet, excess mortality, very strange, very strange, because Anthony Fauci, he told us that the vaccine would stop transmission or infection. Of course, it doesn't. And now they're having to backpedal into it stops hospitalization and death. No, it causes both through ADE, capillary blood clotting, myo and pericarditis, and numerous other ailments. Capillary blood clotting is the beginning, which turns into uh, pulmonary embolisms, later strokes happening all over the globe. Strange how in largely vaccinated, 90 plus percent vaccinated Finland, what the heck is going, is killing so many people there. Climate change, excess mortality. Look at the, put up the graph for me. Look at that. Now you can look at the height, (laughs) the ledge height of 2020. I thought, huh, look, look at that. Look at to the far right there. 2020. Weird. Their deaths were actually down in 2020. At the height of the pandemic, the epicenter of the pandemic, and their deaths were actually down. But post-vaccination, look at that shiny red bowl on the top right-hand corner of the screen since vaccination. Strange, isn't it? Go to the next one for me, Naz. John Bow tweet, excess deaths in Ukraine, in, Ukraine in, in the UK, Great Britain, rising to nearly 7,000 a month. So 7,000 more people are dying not in totality in 2021 and 2022, per month in 2022, in comparison to 2021, which I guarantee you were up thousands in comparison to 2020. So excess deaths in the UK rising to nearly 7,000 a month, stats easily found, they are blaming this on SADS, sudden adult death syndrome, which did not exist in 2021, 2020, 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, four, never existed before. But now it exists. Number one cause of death in Alberta, Canada, right now, via public information, via their government, via their statistical, the people who put out statistical data, their government, number one cause of death in Alberta, Canada, is unknown. Unknown. That's their number one cause of death, which is being labeled here by Great Britain as SADS, sudden adult death syndrome. They are blaming this on SADS, lockdown anything that they can come up with the truth will come out why because we have prayed if you shall ask anything in my name i will do it john 14 14 it is coming out think about that Seven thousand people died Seven thousand more people died this august than last august Seven thousand more people died this july than last july and that was 2021 how could that be when the pandemic was this existential threat to life. It doesn't add up, not for a second. The vax is killing people. It is the greatest. And believe me, I know the gravity of what I'm about to say, which I don't hesitate to say it because I've already said it many, a bunch of times. This vaccine will be the greatest Holocaust that has ever touched the planet. Not that ever will because the Battle of Armageddon is coming, but the greatest The greatest Holocaust that has ever hit this planet was caused by Anthony Fauci, 
Billy Gates, the CCP, Ralph Barrick. You have to think about this. So they develop the alpha variant of COVID-19 in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. EcoHealth Alliance, millions of dollars funneled through EcoHealth Alliance from Anthony Fauci there. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, tens of millions of dollars to the Chinese Academy of Sciences, tens of millions of dollars to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And you need to know this. It wasn't just that they were doing gain-of-function research there. Ralph Barrick and the University of North Carolina with Dr. Xi over there, the bat lady, were also sharing technology. Now, why would the United States share scientific slash biological technology with, with its number one global rival, both economically and militarily? Why would that be? Because they have no recognition of national sovereignty. They are globalist leftists. They don't recognize borders, as you can t- see by our wide open southern border. 2.5 million people crossed illegally last year. We will crush that record this year with well over 3 million will cross this year. We're already at close to 2 million now. It's 1.8 million now. We'll crush it this year. They don't recognize that they are a United States citizen. They recognize, it's too simplistic to say, that they recognize they, their identity is found in Davos World Economic Forum. No, they recognize themselves as a global citizen. That's all they care about. So they are actually aligning with the CCP. They don't look at the CCP as an adversary. They look at them as how can we usher in international globalism so they don't recognize enemies via borders. So that's why you'd have Ralph Barrick EcoHealth Alliance, Peter Daszak, Anthony Fauci, sharing not only gain-of-function research with the CCP, and they're like, well, it isn't the CCP. It's the Wuhan Institute of Virology. There isn't a McDonald's over there that's not the CCP. Everything, every bank, every business, every lab, everything is the CCP. Every soldier, every government worker, it's all the CCP. And Anthony Fauci knows it and did it anyway. Did it anyway. How do you share tech? Imagine that. Of course, the Clintons did it. Clintons were selling nuclear secrets to the Russians and then claiming that Donald Trump colludes with Russians. Remember, they always project onto you that which they are. All right, let me just get onto this stuff. Dr. James Olson tweet. What would cause an elite mountain biker by the name of Rab Wardell, an athlete in top physical condition, to pass away suddenly in his sleep two days after winning a title in mountain bike racing? Strange, isn't it? Go to the next one. Dr. James Olson, thank you so much. Him and Chuck Cholesterol are always documenting these vaccine deaths. Or, oh, I'm sorry. They're not, they're not allowed to be called vaccine deaths. I bet you if you actually did an autopsy, you'd find giant clots looking like earthworms inside their veins. You want to bet? You want to bet? Bring on, bring on the lawsuits. Let's, let's, let's actually look at the science. So you have Halifax rugby player, Ben, 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 interesting name, dead suddenly, age 30. Weird. Oh, oh, Tom, come on. These tragedies happen all the time. They don't happen like this. Stop saying that. They don't happen like this. They never have, and they never would have happened outside of injecting people with something that causes antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome and capillary blood clotting and the enlargement of the muscle tissue around your heart, constricting people's hearts to death. Played competitive, competitive rugby for a, ho- for a host of local team and union teams, including whatever. So they're drop dead. Out of nowhere, 30-year-old, strange. Chuck Cholesterol tweet. 
Breaking report, 16-year-old dies suddenly after suffering cardiac arrest. Let me just ask you this. When was the last time you ever heard that prior to 2021? Never. There it is. Another one, dead. Let's go. Next one for me, Naz. James Olson tweet. Just within the last 24 hours, now this is August 20th, three days later now, so it was basically 19 to 20. One baseball player collapses. That's MLB, by the way. Collapses in the bullpen on national TV. Now let's go back. Now I'm 53. My wife's in here. She's the same age. I've got a teenager in here, and I've got two 20-something-year-olds in here. Have you guys ever seen an MLB baseball player pass out in the middle of warming up in the bullpen? Never. So we've got all of these years of experience in here. Not one of us has ever seen an MLB player pass. I've never seen an NFL player pass out outside of being knocked out. Never in the history. So in the past 24 hours, one baseball player collapses in the bullpen on national TV and another MLB player taken to the ER. Let's ask that question. Anybody in the room ever seen an MLB player ushered from the field because he can't breathe? Answer? Not one. Me neither. 53 years. And I guarantee you, I've watched more sports than everybody in this room combined times 100. I've never seen any of it. Not a one ever. And I was born in 1968. Never. During a Friday night MLB game. Here's it. Now, this is a great analysis. I'm, I can't. I would love to give her credit. It's Eva Vlard. Aaron, you got a shot at this name? Eva Vlardinger. <laughs> I like to give people due credit. God, I can't. Her name is Eva Vlard something video. Vlard, I knew you'd get it. Vlardinger Broick video. I like to give people due credit. From an, from an analysis of Pfizer and Moderna's original trial data, it appears that one was more likely to suffer a serious adverse effect. From their own trial, one was more likely to suffer from their trial data that they were unleashed upon the public, this vaccine, that they said was three words, safe and effective. But from their own trial data, one was more likely to suffer a serious adverse event from the vaccine than they ever were to be hospitalized from COVID. Play for me, Naz. Is um, very eminent doctors, very eminent scientists, Peter Doshi, associated mm-hmm. with the BMJ, Robert Kaplan from Stanford. Mm-hmm. In one of their pre-print, publica- pre-print publications, they were able to get access to new data from Pfizer and Moderna original trials mm-hmm. on the vaccine. And what they found is shocking. Mm-hmm. As you said earlier, that in the trial itself, it appeared that one was more likely to suffer a serious adverse event from the vaccine, so disability, life-changing event, hospitalization, than they were to be hospitalized from COVID. And that was during the more lethal strain. Now, if this is true, and there's a good reason to suggest that it is, then it changes everything. No, it does. And you- And did Pfizer know this? Did Moderna know this? The doctor said it changes everything. Dr. Molhata, another epidemiological expert and non-biased, not right wing, not left wing. Just a, just a doc is saying, you know what? I'm studying the Pfizer data, just like you had Peter McCullough, Ryan Cole, Charles Hoff, Simone Gold, uh, Robert Malone. Actually look at cells under a microscope and say, you know what? That doesn't look natural. First of all, it looks like a man-made virus. Second of all, the vaccine appears to be altering genetic material. This is why in Australia you have thousands of babies born per week now without immune systems. Never happened before. Used to be about 300 a week. Now it's 3,000 a week. Why would that be? Because when you, when you 
create a baby with a person, you're sharing your genetic material with the baby. So you have no immune system, hence they have no immune system. Because all these babies are suddenly being born 10, 12, 14, 15, 16 months after the initiation of the vaccine. Strange, isn't it? But the safe and effective vaccine where, according to Dr. Asim Mohatra, from Pfizer's own data, which has now been verified by numerous sources, Pfizer's own data showed that, that people in the trial group, people taking the vaccine, were five times more likely to be hospitalized from the adverse effects of the vaccine than COVID itself. Facts! And Pfizer put it out as safe and effective. Bada bing, roll a video. God help, God help the state of Victoria. Seriously, play it for me. It's so good to be able to welcome the Prime Minister here, leading a government that is about doing things, getting things done, working with the states and particularly working with Victoria uh, to provide that national leadership and, of course, to have Moderna here as well. Fantastic outcome. Uh, I'll now uh, throw over to the Prime Minister to add to my comments and I think we're happy to take any questions you have. Well, thanks very much, Premier. It is indeed a great day to be here uh, with the Victorian Government and with Moderna uh, celebrating what is an extraordinary achievement to actually be having a manufacturing facility like this, taking science and innovation, making sure that it's commercialised, helping to build our national sovereignty and national security. Australia has always been very good at science and we've been good at innovation. What we haven't always been good at is commercialising the opportunities that come from that. And one of the lessons of the pandemic is that we need to be more resilient that we need to be more self-reliant and we need to make more things here. I said during the campaign that I wanted a future made in Australia. This is a practical example of exactly what the new government is talking about. Another very strange coincidence, isn't it? That you've got two, Anthony Albanese, who is the current Prime Minister of Australia, and Dan Andrews, the Premier for Victoria, which includes Melbourne, a very large area, millions of seven, eight million people live there that now these two chief pimps and whores for the vaccine are building, are having built in Victoria, Moderna's own factory. So Moderna will now have a factory built where they can permanently put out vaccinations. And by the way, it'll be permanent COVID vaccinations. Why? Because it's very simple. This is all on purpose. Again, to lower the earth's population from the people who hate people, people who want to abort, 41 million people per year. So you have the same people and then all the Christians take their vaccines. Very strange. So you take the vaccination to stop you from getting COVID. That, of course, doesn't work. What it does is stop you from being able to fight off COVID. So the COVID narrative stays in perpetuity and then you build a factory to feed into the perpetuation of COVID. Oh, you know, nobody can fight off COVID anymore. So now take Paxlovid. I know that's Pfizer, but don't worry. Moderna will have their version of Paxlovid too. And Moderna will be right there because nobody can fight off COVID anymore. And by the way, everybody dying of COVID right now, statistically speaking, 90 plus percent people dying of COVID are fully vaccinated and boosted. So you have, so if you're going to have that problem where, you know, they create the disease in, in the Wuhan Institute of Virology, same people that then create the solution, which is, you know, let me, let me do it in order. They create the disease. Then they give you their, 
mitigations, which the disease itself has killed people. We know that. Not nearly what they say, but it's killed people. So that's goal number one is to kill people. So mission accomplished there by creating the disease. Number two, they say mask. That kills people. Lockdown, that kills people. Lockdowns cause people to commit suicide to get fatter. That kills people. So mission accomplished so far in every step. And then they create their ultimate solution, which sounds very Nazi because it is. It's the same people, same demons. Remember, demons live forever, just like every human soul does and every angel. And God himself, they live forever. So the same demons back there in 1930 with Hitler, so the same demons that are influencing the globalist left now. Remember what, remember what the Nazi party was called? National Socialist, which is exactly what the World Economic Forum is. International Socialist, Globalist Socialist. So you have them creating death at every level, right? Because they hate humans just like the devil does. That's how you know it's an antichrist spirit. So then they create their ultimate solution, which perpetuates, which is the vaccine, which causes people to not be able to fight off the virus so they can keep saying, here comes another wave and here comes another wave and here comes another wave. Now they can't say it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated anymore because they've got all these people like sitting in this room with me right now who would never come near that gene therapy, that gene manipulator, that gene destroyer. So they can't do that now, but they can keep calling it wave after wave after wave. Even as the variants become less and less virulent, people are unable to fight them off. So they perpetuate their narrative of it's multifaceted. The narrative is multifaceted, multifaceted. It's it's kill people. Yes. Lower the earth's population. Yes. To, to bring you into submission. Yes. You put a mask on. That doesn't make any sense. Well, then put two on jerk. That's what it's all about. You will call a woman, a, a man and a man, a woman. You will do that. Yeah, but that's nonsensical. Do it, jerk. Or there will be societal consequence. We'll turn off your digital currency. That's what it's all about. It really is. So am I making sense? That's what it's been about from day one. Pfizer puts out safe and effective. And look, Moderna's now built a factory there. So now as everybody gets sick from Omicron, BA5, BA4, which are nothing more than the sniffles, and people are dying from it, and the people, only people dying from it are the vaccine. But don't worry, we're going we're gonna to give you Moderna's version of Paxlovid to kill you off quicker. Just like remdesivir. But you know what? Remdesivir is 40 grand in application. 40 grand in treatment. $38,000 in treatment for, for remdesivir from Gilead, of which, of course, of course, Anthony Fauci sits on the board of. Remdesivir was causes massive organ failure. Did in the clinical trials. Yeah, but they would never unleash it on the public, Tom. If in the clinical trials it caused death. I just read you what's in the Pfizer's. In the Pfizer development. Five times more likely to go to the hospital from the vaccine than from COVID, from the trial group. 44% of the women that took the vaccine in the trial, 44% of them miscarried. They had 1,200 deaths. You shut down any trial when you have one death inside of 30 days. They had 1,200 in a year. Not shut down. Why? Why wouldn't it be shut down? Because that would violate the suppression, submission narrative. That's what it's about. And you must stand against it. Well, I'll stand later. When are you going to stand? When they control all the food, when they control all the fuel and all the medicine, and it's a one-world commerce system with a singular access point, and they tell you, no problem, we've got what's called a quantum dot tattoo for you to put on your head that simply has, under the skin, a QR code. So we'll just swipe you in, whatever you need. But if you vote incorrectly or you fart too much, we're going to cut it off because you, you emitted too much CO2. 
as they commit all that they want. I saw some other celebrity. I can't remember who it is. I hate, I hate that one. I can't remember. Another celebrity flying all over the globe. I've been picking on Taylor Swift. Another one. They fly all over the globe, do whatever they want, and then tell you, you know what? You're going to have to get an electric car. It's all so nonsensical. You're going to have to get an electric car so it has to get hooked up to the grid so they can turn the grid off when they want so you can't travel. They tell you to get an electric car, and it takes seven refrigerators worth of electricity to charge the daggum thing, four times your AC power to charge it. But yet they're allegedly trying to lower emissions? Lower emissions from what? Yeah, they lower the emissions from your car, but not from the power plant that's now charging your electric car. It's total idiocy. And by the way, all of the COVID response was the same idiocy. If you gave into it, you were idiotic. If you ever put a mask on, and I'm not talking about those of you who had to put them on to work. I had to put on masks to visit people in the hospital. You know, you, some of you had to go to a doctor. I get it, and that's the thing. If you had to put it on, you know, if I had to get a tooth pulled and there's no way for me to get in there and other than put a mask on, I'm not going to go out in the garage and cast away Tom Hanks it with a, with a ice skate blade. Okay, I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about you thought you were loving and all the Christians that I saw on Facebook. I just don't understand why people are so offended by my mask. Well, because masks lead to forced vaccinations, which lead to vaccine mandates, which leads in the vaccine passports, which leads to the mark of the beast. Dummy. How do you not sensitive you're a Christian anyway? You should have smelled the sulfur in the air from the pit of hell. Where am I at? Uh, Ehrman, uh, Ian McDermott, is that where I'm at, Ness? Okay, there we go. Uh, here it is. Further analysis of Pfizer's own recently and, rela- and reluctantly released data shows that for every one hospitalization with COVID, the jab, the jab prevents, it causes five hospitalizations. Just wanted to see it in writing. Go to the next one for me. Jordan, Jordan Schachtel tweet. CDC says, in order to be eligible, this is, this is the funniest tweet of the day. In order for you to be eligible for the upcoming Omicron booster shot designed for, exp- for expired Omicron variant. <laughs> There's so many layers, sometimes it's tough, but I, I'll, I'll get to them all. You must first have taken the primary series designed for the Wuhan strain. <laughs> so let's look at this. Ready? Let's break it down. Line by line, it'll take less than two minutes. Ready? CD says, in order for you, for you, to, be, for you to be eligible for the upcoming... Omicron booster. Now remember, Omicron, the original Omicron, you had Alpha, Delta, Omicron, right? Omicron is gone. Now you have BA5, BA4. So in order for you to take the booster for a variant that no longer exists, you have to get the original protocol for the Alpha variant that no longer exists. And all the Christians will do it. And I know I'm preaching to the choir. You're not the ones I'm yelling at. Unless you are somebody that I'm yelling at. Amazing the stupidity that you would have to embrace. But Christians think it's loving to not call homosexuality sin. To not call fornication sin. To not call transgender stupid and absolutely nonsensical and sin. So they'll just embrace any level of nonsensical, illogical protocols and stupidity. That's the plan. Do you see that? It makes absolutely no sense. Let's go to the next one. Johnny Fever uh, video. And here, here it is. This, now you have 
perfect island nation. Don't like to call. I'm not calling them a Petri dish, but I'm calling them a Petri dish. The perfect experimental isolated area, Petri dish, where you can say, you know what? Because not many people can come on. Not many people can come off. So you've got Taiwan. And remember all the data that I just told, showed you. 7,000 person increase in excess deaths in the UK out of nowhere. Strange. Same thing basically in Finland. Same thing. Mass increase of excess deaths, not from COVID. Not a one of them from COVID. It's not even counting the COVID deaths. But massive increase in deaths in these majorly vaccinated and mitigated countries, right? We have all that. Taiwan, which is 90 plus percent vaccinated and basically 100% mass compliance. So what's happening in Taiwan? So you have that. And then all the, you know, the Pfizer material that I just told you. 1,200 people died in the trial. 44% of the women in the trial that were pregnant, that took the vaccine, miscarried. 1,200 people died. You're five times more likely to be hospitalized from the vaccine than from COVID. So what's happening in Taiwan? Play for me, Naz. Taiwan, the number of people dying after their COVID vaccination is exceeding the number of deaths from the virus itself. Taiwan's health authorities say that as of Monday, deaths after vaccination reached 865, while deaths from the virus are at 845. Vaccines currently offered in Taiwan include AstraZeneca, Moderna, Pfizer-BioNTech, and Taiwan's own vaccine, Medigen. Out of the 865 deaths after vaccination, over 600 were from AstraZeneca and nearly 200 deaths after Moderna shot. So now in Taiwan, more people have died from the vaccine than from COVID. So to sum up, more people have died from the solution than the problem which embodies, which is the epitome of the Democratic Party and the globalist elite snobs, the globalist, leftist, bourgeois, elitist snobs. That is the perfect embodiment of their plan. You have the problem, the solution to the problem, and the solution to the problem is far worse than the problem itself. All right, back here Thursday. I hate to leave. I have so much more to get to. Back here Thursday night, 8.30. Let me just tell you all of this. Now listen, I've got a lot of videos. You got to go through like, I don't know, what is it, two minutes, Aaron, of commercials or something like that? The commercials. We're trying to sell you merch and all that stuff. Stay or stick around because those videos are fresh. They're new. Some of them will fire you up. Some of them will make you feel great. But stick around. I love you all. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for being on the podcast with me tonight. Back here Thursday night, 8.30. Love you all. So why give to the TLP? It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. But that's not the end of it. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burned again by a yoke of slavery. We do not gauge our words. We do not hold back. So sow seed to the cause of freedom in victory in Jesus' mighty name. understand as women we are the spirit of the home he's the muscle but we have the spirit there's a, a guy living alone in a home his house looks totally different than somebody it smells different it smells it, it's different. dark it's gloomy there's no furniture there's, there's no light no pots and pans no cups dudes are gross dudes are nasty 
But then the woman but comes in. But then the in. woman comes and in with a touch. Just like the Holy Ghost is in the details room. That's why when God spoke something, the Holy Spirit made it happen. That's right. Because he's in the details. He's in the framework of everything. So no matter what's going on in your life, you can find something to be blessed about. Those places maybe in your life where you're at the bottom of the barrel, maybe you felt like you were underneath the barrel and the barrel was on top of you. You can always find something to be grumpy about or you can find something to rejoice about. And it's better to focus on the things that you can rejoice about and that you can be blessed about and thank God for. I stand unequivocally on the Word of God, on healing the Bible, prosperity the Bible, sin the Bible, everything, protection the Bible, church the Bible.